This is Tech Heads episode 76. Today you'll find out how to spice up your course with podcasting and screencasting. the Technology and Higher Education Podcast for the week of June... What is the week? <laughs> 28th. Week of June 28th, 2010. I'm Brian Yonke, and with me is Anna Tai. Hello. How's it going, Brian? Not too bad. How you doing? I'm good. Another week back in the saddle here? I know. It's good to be back. It is good to be back. Um, it was a very interesting weekend, at least weather-wise. We had some... I had some rain. I don't know about you. Uh, actually, I was out and about, so I think I missed the rain. There was some rain. There was some thunder, power outage. Oh, wow. Um, soccer team's losing. You name it, it happened. <laughs> it, was, it was an interesting weekend. But here we are, like I said, back in the saddle. Yeah. Um, got an exciting show ahead of us. We do. Um, going to talk about some cool stuff. But before we do that, a couple quick things. Um, I want to welcome our new listeners, listeners and viewers, I guess. Um, again, we, we are doing this in video format as well as audio format. Mm-hmm. The main format you can find on our website at techheads.com. That's, That's T-E-C-H-H-E-D-S. Right. Why do you remember to welcome the new <laughs> listeners? <laughs> it just popped in my head. So always check out. We always got content there at techheads.com. And um, with that said, uh, I'm trying to think, is there anything else going on? Uh, just the summer. Just the summer. Boring. Yeah, the summer's been kind of slow and steady. Yes. Slow and steady, which is good. You know, it gives us some time to kind of focus on uh, what we're going to be doing in the future as far as mm-hmm. with the show and uh, other things that we got planned. Um, but also it gives us uh, the opportunity to kind of um, work out some of the content for this show. Well, I guess since we're doing the last few shows, I want to tell listeners that I'm leaving uh, the university. Anna's going to bigger and better things. She got got a contract in Hollywood to do (laughs) a new tech head show. Fabulous contract (laughs) in Hollywood. No, I'm actually returning back home to Melbourne, Australia. Um, Higher education in Australia needs Anna. That's right. They need more technology out there. So... (laughs) I'm going there, um, so our last show, or at least my last show, will be um, July 19th, the Monday, something like that. So the week before I leave, which is the 23rd. So I've had a wonderful time, and I do appreciate, you know, Brian giving me the opportunity. She really doesn't. I do so, because I want to continue with this whole tech head, so hopefully we can do, like... You know, like a monthly one or whenever I'm We're, we're going to figure it out yeah, for sure. Exactly. We've been talking about how we can keep Anna on Tech Heads every once yeah. in a while at the very least. Um, mm-hmm. Technically, it's technically we got to figure out. It's I think the time thing is yeah. the toughest thing. Because right now when we're shooting this, it's, um, it's 11.30 a.m. here in Denver, Colorado. Yes. And it is 3.30 a.m. Tuesday in Melbourne where she's yes, going. So. That's right. So so those are the kind of things we need to figure so out. So maybe you may need to just move your time back a little. No, I think we just wake you up. <laughs> if we were to do it, let's say if we do it at 8 a.m., that would be... 8 a.m. would be, let's see, that's... 8 a.m. here or there. Four hours, so that would be like 11 p.m. your time. We could always do it at night, that's no problem. 
We'll figure it yeah, out. Yeah, we will. <laughs> but our show for today. Our show for today. We have a lot. We do have a lot. We're gonna. Well, you know, it's funny. We. I don't think. I don't think in the past. How many shows is this? This is seventy-six. In the yes. past seventy-six shows, I don't recall really specifically talking about podcasting. We may have brought it up a few th- mm-hmm. times here or there. Um, so I thought today, why don't we talk about podcasting a little bit? Talk about how. You can take the content, mm-hmm. record record audio, and use it in your course in you know effective ways. So we'll talk a little bit about that. Talk about the process. Um, what 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 kind of tools are out there that make this easy for you to do? And we'll also talk a little bit about the concept of screencasting, mm-hmm. which is very similar to podcasting, but yep. does involve some visuals, uh, mainly from from capturing your screen. And this is also a very val- valuable tool that you can use w- sure. w- within your course. So um, we figure. Let's start first with audio um, podcasting, then we'll go into screencasting because it's kind of that added thing. Mm-hmm. And um, we'll just take it from there. Uh, podcasting, I don't know. Do you want to start with podcasting or would you like me to? You're the expert. <laughs> You've been doing it a lot longer than I have. Basically, basically, podcasting in a nutshell is a an audio file. At least that's where it came from. It's an audio recording mm-hmm. that was posted to the internet and then contained within an RSS feed, uh, very similar to like a blog, which allowed people to subscribe to it mm-hmm. and then get any kind of update. So, so the way podcasting always worked is you would record an episode, and very similar to our show. In fact, if you go to our show at TechHeads.com, you can kind of see how this works. And mm-hmm. there's an RSS feed there that you can subscribe to. But what it does is you have um, an episode and the RSS feed catches that episode and then anytime there's a new episode the RSS feed updates with the new episode mm-hmm. and allows you to stay subscribed and current with the, with the newest content and this con- this concept came out I want to say around 2004 it's been, a, it's been around since I've updated my history on it but I think it was around 2004 where this concept came up and they started developing applications that could catch the content pulled mm-hmm. in be the RSS feed. iTunes, I want to say in 2006, made podcasting uh, consumption or catching available in, right. on, in their software, and that's kind of really where it took mm-hmm. off, and it's certainly gone above and beyond since then. Uh, but that's really where it came from, and that's where, where the term came from. And now, today, even uh, a, an audio file that's posted on the web with no RSS feed, a lot of people call that a podcast, mm-hmm. even though it truly isn't a podcast. Mm-hmm. But I think that's really what we're going to focus on because I think that's how uh, you could use podcasting or audio recordings in your course uh, mm-hmm. and not really having to use the RSS feed, but I think that's where it really where you could um, easily and effectively share content with your students. Mm-hmm. And so I thought we would kind of focus on that and not so much the kind of the syndicated type right. of podcast. And it's also a, a great opportunity for faculty, especially when they are teaching online and they don't have that face-to-face contact to do a little intro through just a, a quick, simple audio recording, mm-hmm. welcoming students, what are your hobbies and so on, so that the students can get a feel of you know what the structure is about and... There's a there's a lot of great ways to mm-hmm. take these you know and I always say keep this content short you know a couple, sure. couple minutes long yep. you know introduce a introduce a unit mm-hmm. introduce yourself right. um, use it for feedback mm-hmm. I've seen faculty record a short podcast um, specific to students and then post it in their course or email yep. to them mm-hmm. uh, because that voice go, goes certainly goes a lot further oh, than for sure. than an, an email or something mm-hmm. like that and, and there's a lot of really interesting things you can do they always talk about you know audio people that um, are learning audio, you know, 
through audio, you can paint a picture in right. your head with mm-hmm. like the whole concept of theater mind or something exactly. like that. So, so there's really a lot of cool things that you can really do with it. I've seen, and we, I, I know we've talked about this. You can, let's say, you have um, you're teaching an art history class and. Um, you want to go through a specific gallery or specific historical um, area, you can take a recorder with you, a little handheld recorder, and do what some people call a sound scene tour and um, explain what you're seeing, describe what's going on, and paint that picture for Mm -hmm. the listeners. And then they can, you know, listen to that, you know, at their own leisure as part of the course, whether it's during their commute, um, while they're working working around the house, or while they're, Mm -hmm. you know... Because everyone else pretty much learns differently. So you've got do. the visual learners, you've got the audio learners. So mm-hmm. I think, you know, what's, you know, a f- wonderful um, concept that they can actually take away with exactly. them and then listen at their own time. Right. And this is, this is just another tool that you can exactly. add to that arsenal. Uh, and, and, and the best part about podcasting is it's really, really easy. Um, there's a lot of great um, pieces of hardware that we'll talk about and some tools out there that make this a really Pretty pretty easy concept, mm-hmm. uh, and get you going on really quickly and getting this content up into your course. Uh, and so the first thing I thought about talk about the hardware, because uh, obviously when you're doing a podcast, you're going to need to um, you're going to need to record content onto your onto your. Well, there's a couple ways you can record on your computer or to an audio device and then mm-hmm. move it to the computer. Um, and the first thing that's done is with a microphone. Obviously, I'm sitting here talking to the microphone. <laughs> exactly. Those of you watching can see this <laughs> microphone. And this is um, this is a kind of a higher end. It's not even that much. It's it's, a, it's an up, uh, upper scale microphone used uh, in radio and, and, and various professional audio recording. And these, this this microphone cost about two hundred dollars, mm-hmm. and that's way more than what you need to get started, uh, especially with podcasting and hearing the voices you don't need the best microphone in the world one thing you learn is you know down the road you'll probably want to upgrade just mm-hmm. like with anything else that you get into, but there are some really really cheap microphones that you can use out there that are really easy really easy to use and integrate really easily into the computer because right now this microphone needs to be plugged into a mixer which essentially goes into the computer where the recording is going done mm-hmm. and then that mixer is another piece of equipment that exactly. really isn't quite necessary and that's a great thing since the advent of podcasting there's been a lot of microphone companies that have developed these sorts of microphones mm-hmm. that are plugged into USB right in your computer and those work great exactly um, well, think about, you know, five, ten years or more, um, it was pretty much tied to more professional um, careers that had access to all these, right. you know, specific tools and resources. But nowadays, everything is so accessible, so anyone can do it really, in, even in their bedroom or their their little small office exactly with the bare necessities right and you don't need something like this exactly uh, blue makes a microphone that's usb i think it's a snowball mic those cost about a hundred bucks mm-hmm. and those plug right into your computer and mm-hmm. then you fire up your software and do your recording and you're done and still at a hundred bucks that's still right not as much as you really need exactly. to spend to do your basic podcasting mm-hmm. what it really boils down to is you just need a microphone that records your voice a lot of laptops have a built-in microphone and mm-hmm. that probably would be sufficient so mm-hmm. you could probably just use that if you've had a webcam from something else you've done down the road whether you use it to talk on skype with your family or something like that exactly. a lot of those have a built-in microphone yep. and that would work as well mm-hmm. so there's a good case that you might have something already that you can use or even a simple headset right well but yeah the headset in fact i have one here this is a a logitech headset and they mm-hmm. make 
various models. I'm going to try to unwind this cable and see if we can get a, put that in front of the computer. This is just a microphone um, headset made by Logitech. You can see it's got the little microphone here. Mm -hmm. um, and this they come in different versions. You can get a USB version, and they run about... 20 bucks. They're really inexpensive. I've seen cheaper ones. I've seen more expensive. Um, but they work per They work perfect. That's mm -hmm. all you need. The quality is, is really good. And you can plug that into your laptop. You can plug it in your desktop. And you can use your software and you can start recording and you're good to go. Mm -hmm. And, and that's, that, that just works perfectly. Mm -hmm. um, one question you might ask is, well, what if I want to do a podcast like you were saying, like a sound scene tour or something like that? Uh, I mean, it's a little bit of a challenge to carry a laptop yeah. around and a microphone and something like that. But there are options, and there's there's some really cool there's really some really cool options out there. Uh, they make um, something that kind of came out of the whole, I guess, the newspaper industry or um, the professional radio news industry. They would go out and record interviews and stuff like that. So these companies were making these big box, these big devices <laughs> that would do audio recording. Right. And they were kind of expensive, but they worked really good. Mm -hmm. um, but then there was this company. Um, Samsung, um, they're an audio electronic company. They do microphones and stuff like that. They made this thing here called the Zoom H2, and you can see it right here. Mm -hmm. I also have the box. I'll put the box, set the box up. You know, that was what we started when we did our um, recording. Oh, yeah. We actually used that to... Yeah. And, and, and this, is, this is a studio. cool little device. Um, it's, it's gone down in price. When we first bought it, it was about $200, and it's come down to $130. Mm -hmm. But the cool thing about this is it actually has three built-in microphones, and it, and it records right to this device. And you can record your audio. You have a lot of control over settings. Mm -hmm. um, you can do all your recording. It's got a little stand, so you can even set it on the table and yep. have a conversation with someone in front of you and it's great for interviewing or talking exactly. about something as you're going around and explaining it mm -hmm. and then it records right to like various formats wave format mp3 format that you mm -hmm. can move into your computer and then upload as your podcast it's really easy to use and this isn't the only device there's several devices oh, out sure. here and they range in price um depending like i said this is about 120 bucks i've seen ones for a lot cheaper and even obviously a lot more expensive and that's that's a simple option but even an uh, easier option again something you might have laying around simply would be your mobile phone mm -hmm. a lot of mobile phones have voice recorders in there and they'll record into a format that you can actually edit on your computer um what about um you know back in what a couple of days uh, years ago where people would just have those portable audio device recordings mm -hmm. do they still make those they do. Um, there's ver there's various kinds of that. The mm -hmm. older ones that recorded to like those little, little mini tape. yeah. tapes. I highly recommend not using no. those because it's it can be a challenge getting oh, that content sure. on there. Um, but they do have those really inexpensive yeah. voice recorders, dictation devices, mm -hmm. and things like that. And those work. Those exactly. you certainly can use that. So to if get you your still, you've got those, you know, lying around, they would yeah. work perfectly. Yep. Um, but like I said, so I just here's a classic iPhone. It, it has a voice recorder in there. I can record the content, move mm -hmm. it over, and I have my 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 content to be uploading the podcast and there's a few um mp3 players too that have a, a, a audio recording some some, so some mp3 yeah on the i mean fly, if you want to just record something real quick and make a mental note you can use that yep there's lots of, there's lots of options so so getting the content recorded should be you know fairly easy there's lots of options i mm -hmm. think getting started especially if you're not going to be mobile the easiest ways to just get one of those um headsets or to use your laptop microphone if you have mm -hmm. something like that and then once you have that once you have the recording done the next thing you want to do is um edit it 
and um, you're going to need some software. And you may actually use some software to do the recording, especially if you're using a desktop. So, mm -hmm. so if, you're, if you're doing a recording right from like your headset or your internal microphone right to here, you're going to want to use a piece of software. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of software out there. Uh, and I'll focus on two for, for the time being because, yeah. like I said, there is a lot out there. You can get into the professional. Mm -hmm. um, but as far as I'm concerned, it seems like, especially for people getting, in, getting started on podcasts, they use one of two applications. The first one uh, is called Audacity, and it's an audio recording tool. Um, and it was, um, it's been around for a long time now, in fact, even from the early days of podcasting. And it's a cross-platform tool, so it works mm -hmm. on a Mac, it works on a PC. And more importantly, it's 100% free. Oh, that's great. Yeah, it's an open-source tool. so easy to use, too. Open-source tool, really easy to use, a lot of big user community out there with mm -hmm. tutorials and things like that. And we're going to put a link to this application in the show notes. But it allows you to... Um, once you install this program, you, you load it up, um, gives you the ability to just hit record right there, record your podcast, hit stop, mm -hmm. then you can do your editing, edit what you need, cut out the ums and ahs, which I tend not to do, so you're <laughs> going to hear a lot of ums and ahs today, but it allows you to cut, 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 do your editing, put in your phase, any transitions, if you want to add background music, you can do all that kind of stuff, and then once that's done, you export it. Uh, the format that I, right now, that I think is still kind of the standard is the MP3 format. Mm -hmm. There's various formats you can export to. Yeah, that's pretty um, much universal. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but, but when we started our podcasting recording, we used Audacity we and the simple Samsung yeah. recording. So, I mean, if you check back and listen on our first, what, 30-something? I would say more than that. I would 30, say our 40, 50, so, first okay, 50 yeah, or episodes. 60 episodes, we had a laptop sitting exactly. around the table, and I would hit record, and we'd start talking. <laughs> so it was just very simple for us. We just found we had a, a small little studio. Mm -hmm. And basically use those two applications. Yeah, and that's that's really all you need. And and with with Audacity, I will make a a quick note. And this contents this information's out there. You do have to add a little. Um, it's it's not so much a plugin. I forget what they call it. It's a driver or something like that. And it's called the it's a delay encoder, mm -hmm. and that allows you to use Audacity to export to an MP3. So you need to get that in there. But the steps about that are everywhere, and we'll we'll post the documentation on the show notes. Mm -hmm. um, but that's a big thing. So Audacity is a very popular tool. Uh, many people use it. it it's it's pretty consistent tool. Um, mm -hmm. Not lots of issues. Easy to use. I highly recommend that tool. Uh, the other option, and this is for Mac users only, but it's another popular tool out there for reporting, recording podcasts. In fact, I believe it has a podcast feature in it, is GarageBand. Mm -hmm. And GarageBand... It's pretty standard now mm -hmm. when you do purchase a, a Macintosh yeah. uh, computer. It's part of the iSuite. Um, uh, sorry, iLife yeah, okay. uh, suite. So you'll find the uh, GarageBand applications on that, so very easy to use. And they allow you to create the various formats that you need. Like mm -hmm. I said, MP3 being the most popular. Mm -hmm. and, and then you're good to go. So now you've done your editing. Uh, you've done, obviously done your recording. You've done your editing. Uh, if, if you had, let's say you used a device like your phone mm -hmm. or one of these recording devices, you may want to actually move the file from the device to your desktop and then import it into GarageBand or Audacity mm -hmm. if you want to do any additional editing before you move it up to right. the web. So, so keep that in mind that even if you have one of these field recorders where you're out recording in the field, you can use these tools also to edit or polish your podcast mm -hmm. afterwards. So, so that's one thing to think about. Um, 
Um, but once you have all that content, the next thing you're going to want to do is obviously upload it into your course. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's a couple couple ways to do it. I think with podcasts, they're great because they're these MP3 and they're audio files, so they're somewhat um, condensed in size. And you can uh, basically, in my opinion, upload it right to the course show. Um, MP3 files depending on the length, aren't too exactly. big. I, I think our show's average in about 20 megabytes. Yeah. So it's, it's not a bad under download. 30. It's not a bad download mm-hmm. on a high-speed connection. It, it, it happens pretty quickly. So if you actually upload that right in your course shell, and I'm referring to Blackboard or eCollege, I'm sure WebCT and some of the others do the same thing. Uh, you can upload it right into your content and then link to it and then easily provide a way for your students to write, download it right there. Mm-hmm. And they can listen to it right in the course shell or they can download and put it on their iPod. Mm-hmm. Or their MP3 players. So that's that was that's my suggestion. Since there's no video involved or anything, just upload the podcast or upload the audio file right to your course shell. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're gonna uh, if you're gonna start using, if you want to have it somewhere hosted on the web so that you can put it elsewhere, maybe you want to link to it in a web page or something like that. There's plenty of <clears throat> excuse me hosting services out there. Uh, Blueberry.com is one of those. Um, that's where we host our show. Um, there's also another one called Libsyn, mm-hmm. L-Y-B-S-Y-N, I think yep. it is. Mm-hmm. Um, those are two big ones out there that allow you to upload your audio content, and then they give you the tools to share it with the world, essentially. Um, and then there's another tool out there which is kind of interesting. It's called Blog Talk Radio. Sorry, I was going to take a drink right <laughs> no there. Problem. Blog Talk Radio is an interesting tool because what that does is it allows you to do your recording on their servers yep. um, via the web. So mm-hmm. you don't need to do any editing or need to record it on your computer. You can just go to this website, create an account, hit record, record it right to Blog Talk Radio, and then they'll have the link for you so you can share it with your course or anywhere else. So that's another option as well. Mm-hmm. But sometimes if you are working for a university... They may already have like a hosting option or there, there are that some, they go by, so you can always just you know put your files up there. The, and that's that's a great that's a great point. Um, some some universities offer that, and some mm-hmm. universities also have uh, this have uh, something called iTunes U installed mm-hmm. on their campus, and that gives them the ability to add full podcasting yep. functionality to uh, for faculty and it's all maintained within the university exactly. and supported by the university so check check with your um, tech department your IT department and see if they're if they have something like that available and they may be able to help you with that uh, for here as for here on the campus University of Colorado Denver we don't do that but we do help we will support you and help you with this content mm-hmm. so you can contact us at any time and we'll certainly help you with that um, if you want to find out more about podcasting in its truest form or steps tools out there, places where you can get free background music and things like that. Um, you can certainly go do, do some searches on the web. There's a great site out there called podcastfaq.com, and that site is essentially everything you want to know about podcasting. Mm-hmm. I put it, I actually put it together with a friend of mine, and we spent, oh, probably a couple weeks one day, and it was just a brainstormer, like, you know what? We, we talk about podcasting all the time. We're, mm-hmm. we're showing people how to do this, but there's really no place for all exactly. this content to be. So we decided to set this site up. So. Well, it could, be very, it could be overwhelming when, you know, you have all these ideas, you're talking with people in terms of the, the technologies, the um, applications to use, what device. Do you buy like a lower end? Do you spend $100, 200 Yeah. So, I mean, you've got to factor in all these uh, different options. But I think at the end, you've got to just feel comfortable in 
what application you do and, and basically just get started with doing the recording and kind of just start small yeah, and then exactly. gradually build upon that. I, I agree. And, and that's what I'm saying. Check out the site, Podcast mm-hmm. FAQ. It talks about all these different things, price points, different techniques out there, things exactly. people have used. Um, it's a great place to start. Mm-hmm. And again, we're also here to answer questions exactly, always yep. as well. So that, in a nutshell, kind of is podcasting. Um, kind of an idea of how to get you started on that. And like I said, take a look at it, um, look at that content, and explore it because it's it would it's a really great tool. It will add another dimension to your class mm-hmm. that students will appreciate yeah. for sure. So, And speaking of dimensions, what if you took a podcast, per se, like an audio recording, and then added imagery from your screen onto it that's essentially what a screencast is i guess for lack of a better term it's essentially podcasting with an added dimension Mm -hmm. and it's not quite video where it's you and i talk video of you and i talking or something like that it's really a focus on uh explaining what's going on on one's computer screen Mm -hmm. screencasting has become pretty popular in the last couple years a lot of people use it to demonstrate a product um, to show how to show how to use something in fact you know educationally speaking a lot of uh, faculty are using this to for example if you're teaching some sort of stats class and you use excel you can bring up excel and explain how to do certain Mm -hmm. functions and Yep, I mean, particularly in our role, so I know yourself, Patrick, and, and me, we use um, some of these screencasts um, application, in particular Jing, which we'll talk about, yeah. just to do like a quick demonstration if there's, you know, faculty has a question, and, you, and before you'd be like typing an email explaining step by step, like, well, why don't we just do and show them visually and demonstrate what how to do the process so they can actually see and, and hear it as well in, in terms of the process. It, it's great for that. I had a stu- I had a student had a question today about screencasting, mm-hmm. so I decided to do a screencast so and sweet. show them how it worked. And right. you know, it took me took me ten minutes, and then I visually was able to show that. I posted it to the course shell, yep. and then all the students were able to benefit exactly. from that answer. So that's great. So, so that's an option. Another cool way to use it is if there's lots of information you want to talk about that's available on the web. Mm-hmm. You can just do a recording of yourself navigating the web and, mm-hmm. and talking about different things on the web. And that's a great site for that in, a, in any discipline. Mm-hmm. Um, and the cool thing about this is, again, there's lots of tools and things available out there that can make this really easy. And on the hardware side, if you've already bought that headset, that mm-hmm. little $20 headset for your for your screen or for or your, your audio podcast, recording, yeah. Then you can use this to do a screencast with some of the tools that are av- out, available out there, and you're good to go. And, and that's a great thing about it. It's another thing that's really easy to do. There's tools out there that make it easy, and all you really need to do is spend a little bit of time learning the application or the software, and you're good to go. Uh, speak, speaking as far as um, software that's necessary to do kind of screencasting, there's a lot out there. Uh, I, I think. Well, you can tweak different ways to do it, but I think there's two primary ones that at least I've interacted with, with my experience with um, working with faculty and stuff. There's really two big ones out there that are very popular. And then there's a couple of other ways that you could do it um, or spend some additional time if you wanted to kind of really tweak it. Um, But I thought the first one we would talk a little bit about is Jing. Mm -hmm. Um, Jing is the one that you had mentioned, and it's a a cross-platform tool that allows you to do quick and easy screencasts really easily and really 
cheaply because it's free. Mm-hmm. Um, but there is a caveat to that. There's a, being free. There's a couple. There's a couple things with that. And I think the big thing, and actually, I think this is a good thing. I, I, I think um, what they did is Jing. You can go to I think it's JingProject.com. We'll put the link in your show notes. You can download the free tool. It's really small, um, but it allows you to simply record and narrate your screen. Mm-hmm. And when you're done, it gives you ability to upload it or it gives you a file that you can upload right there. Um, but there are some limitations. Since this is a free tool, they do they do, they do do put some of these caps on there. And the big one is that you're only allowed to record five minutes at a time. Mm-hmm. And I've learned myself that sometimes it's tough to squeeze in a lot of information in five minutes. But with that said, five minutes is not a bad thing because um, as we've learned and the research that we're seeing is that students have really short attention spans, especially when it um, comes to viewing content mm-hmm. on the web. And, are you, you know, depending on the research, it's usually somewhere between four and eight minutes. Somewhere along there, it seems like they start to lose interest at that eight-minute mark. So with the five-minute being your kind of limit on this tool, I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. It basically gives you the opportunity to kind of look at your content, realize what's the most important stuff, cut out the unimportant stuff, mm-hmm. and focus on that that content. Um, so I don't think it's a bad thing, but it is something you have to think about when using Jing is you're going to be limited. Right. And this, I guess the other workaround is you can always just chunk it up into smaller parts. Yeah. So you can do a recording within five minutes and call that part one and then continue with part two or or three if necessary. So I guess when you look at it, that's pretty much a workaround. I mean, you're still using the free application and keeping it within five minutes just means that students will have to click on several files. Right, and I don't think that's a big big deal to name it, you know, part one, part two, part three, and just go through those Mm -hmm. different concepts and work on that. Um, you know, it chunks it up and it gives the ability for a student not to have to sit through one 20 to 30, 40 minute right. thing uh, and, and just lose, lose, lose focus. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, I think that's a good thing. Uh, there's also a couple other things, you know, Jing, the Jing, the free version of Jing will only allow you to save in one format. I think it's a flash format and it'll allow you to upload directly to screencast.com. Mm-hmm. Screencast.com is a free site that ho- that um, Jing provides that allows you to host your content. So mm-hmm. so once you've recorded something in Jing, you can hit publish. You'll send it up there and then you can get that link or embed mm-hmm. that right into your course yep. shell and it's really cool. Um, there's ability if you purchase the Jing Pro. Yep. Off the top of my head, I don't I think know the it's price. It's $100 a year. It's $100 yeah. a year for Jing Pro? Yep. Okay. And you get, um, I want to say still, you still limit to the, the gigabyte of space that Right. That That's host. screencast, right? Yes. Is that also the Jing Pro? Um, oh, I have to flip Because Jing, Jing Pro, oh. you can upgrade to Jing Pro and it'll give you, it'll take off that five-minute cap. It'll also allow you to save your files in MP4, which is different than MP3. It's actually a video file format. Yeah, we'll definitely put all the, uh, yeah. the notes on And then the it'll show. also give you the ability to send right from Jing right to YouTube, which is a cool feature as well. Uh, so... Losing my voice here. I'm talking so much. Uh, so, so those are a couple options to to, to think about with with Jing. Um, like I said, it is limited. You can't really do any editing within Jing. You basically launch the program, mm-hmm. select what you'd like to record, as far as what part of the screen, and then you hit the record button and you start talking. You hit stop. There's your file. You publish mm-hmm. it and you're done. So I'd, it's pretty easy. Yeah, I definitely had to practice a little bit in terms of 
what I wanted to say and practice navigating to like various websites so that I want to be able to capture the exact pages or steps that I'm showing. And so it took, you know, a couple of tries. I mean, I think the first time when you're nervous trying to multitask at the same time, right. it could be overwhelming. So I, I think start small and just, you know, focus on either just doing the audio recording first or just simply doing the, the screencast where you are showing the the viewers the various pages or clicks that you want the um, users to see. Yeah, I think that's something important to focus on is the fact that you, it's your first time around. It's probably not going to be as successful as you had hoped. You know, mm-hmm. you definitely will have to practice and take some time. Uh, concentrate on what you want to say and just you know focus on the content things mm-hmm. like that. It's not going to happen instantly and practice doesn't make perfect you know we'll go back and listen to the first tech head show and we're just like oh, oh i know yeah, so yeah. many ums and ahs but, you know me. that's that's how that's how anything is really uh but you know jing might not be exactly the tool you want either and 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 that's a good that's not a bad thing because there's a lot of other tools out there uh in fact techsmith the company that makes jing they're also makers of another tool called camtasia yeah, camtasia studio i think they call it now and that that's like um, Jing with 800 million other features on top of it. <laughs> and it, it gives you a lot more control if you really right. want more control. Uh, J- essentially, Camtasia, and I forget how much this costs. I want to say it's about $200 for this software. And they have educational pricing. It's not too expensive, but it is going to be a little bit more pricier than the free Jing. Mm-hmm. Um, but that will allow you to record your screen. It, it does zooming in, so you, it, it, you can control where on the screen at certain points. It allows you to edit in. You can bring a video in and edit video into that. You can edit your audio. You mm-hmm. can record your audio separately. It's basically a full-functioning screencasting editing software, for lack of a better term. And it's probably the most popular screencasting tool out there, mm-hmm. though Jing's probably not far behind. But with the limitations of Jing, screencasting allows so much. It allows you to export in, in probably a hundred different formats if you want. Right. It, it'll build the HTML for there, so it'll build the web pages, and then you can just upload those pages right in there. So it gives you a lot to do, but again, with a lot more to do, there's a lot more to learn, and obviously a bigger learning curve when it comes and to we've, that kind of We've stuff. gotten by um, lately with just Jing, mm-hmm. and we do a lot of training uh, videos and documentations, and and so for our purpose, yeah, we've really just relied on Jing, and it's really gotten us through. For really um, straightforward. Exactly. Yeah, you certainly can so do that. I think you know we would definitely invest in the hiring um, software if we need to do, and you know embed other um, functionalities. Right. I mean, but another option is even if you have something like iMovie or a Windows Movie Maker, you can capture screenshots, put them in, and then to record audio and create a video on a timeline in a traditional format if you're more familiar with that. Mm-hmm. Though, in my opinion, I think that's going to be a bigger challenge for anyone that's really new into this kind of stuff. So, Well, I guess I want to step back, and because uh, you mentioned just with the, the iMovie and the Movie Maker, so with if you're already on a, a Macintosh platform um, running, you know, OS 10 or whatever operating system, a lot of the um, the standard applications are already um, part of the, the 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 actual computer that you buy. So with iLife, it comes with what we mentioned before, the GarageBand, and now with iMovie. So what better way when you're doing an audio recording, use GarageBand, and then if you want to do a short little, you know, movie. Or capture your screen. You just jump straight into iMovie, Correct. and it basically all integrates very nicely together. But if you're on a Windows machine, I think the standard is the Windows Movie Maker. 
Yeah. Um, so you can simply just utilize that specific tool on a Windows machine. So, you know, whichever way, whatever platform you have, you know, these are the options and there's other ones that are yeah. available. And I think, I think both, you, both you and I would have to say the best way to go when it comes to screencasting would just be use Jing. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's cheap, it's free, it's easy to use, and it's straightforward. And you know, like I said, it's not it's it's doesn't give you a lot of tools or options, but it does exactly what you need mm -hmm. to do. So great tool, a great way to get content, you know, from your screen right into to your course, your course shell, and again, another great option to add for your students mm -hmm. so so they're not stuck just looking at text you know reading a book and doing discussions um, to add a little more interactivity and things like that so so that's pretty much all i have to say about podcasting and screencasting do you have anything else or so yeah i guess did you mention once you have all these um your final recordings you mentioned about you know hosting it in, yeah. in YouTube. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, um, with screen with screencasts are going to be a little bit bigger file format than mm -hmm. with podcasting, so it might be more of a challenge for you to get it into your course or course shell. Um, Jing is great because with the free Jing, it allows you to upload it right to screencast.com, yep. which you'd have to create an account for. Mm -hmm. But once you've done that, then you have an ability to point or link to it yep. or take that content embedded in there, and it's it, and they give you so much so much space and then once that space is filled up you're going to have to pay for more space but i think but the free version it. i think is two gig and two once gigs. you go with jing pro i think uh like i said we'll we'll put the show notes on what in what is the limit sure i want to say it's about eight gig but could, i don't have like more. i have a, some content up there i have a ton but i'm not right. i don't think i'm even close to that two gigs mm -hmm. so i've been okay. exactly yeah so i mean two gigs and then you if, you're using, if you're using something like camtasia or using mm -hmm. jing pro both of those allow you to send it right to youtube if you'd like too. so if you have a youtube account you can send it right to there mm -hmm. or any additional hosting accounts exactly and it's great there. we just use that and embed the actual video code and just put that Exactly. into the course so so th those are those are some of the options out there and of course there's other video hosting services and things like that but the but, but youtube seems to be the big one and then screencast is great because it's directly integrated with jing and with tech mm -hmm. or with um camtasia so if you want to find out more basically how to get started to do a podcasting screencasting i know uh the department we work see online we are scheduling i think some upcoming training oh, yeah. sessions on that that's right so check out um website yeah I'll go to cuonline.edu and on click on faculty resources mm -hmm. and you'll find our schedule of events that are coming up and mm -hmm. i believe you're right we're doing one on it's been very course. popular in terms of you know certain requests that we've had with faculty so we decided let's just do several training sessions on that and focusing on these content and topics exactly so there you have it episode 76 that's right <laughs> what a fun fun show yeah these are just as great stuff you know uh, the content's out there exactly because you know, we always get questions from faculty it's like know. you know i'm interested how do i do an actual recording just a, a basic announcement or intro and how do i put that in my course right. or i've got you know a short little video i'm doing how do i embed that into my course so you know i think this is something that we've been um been talking a lot about and i think it's only going to be gaining in more popularity as faculty discover some of these tools and applications so. so if you if you've used screencasting send us a send us a note let us know about it. show us what you've mm -hmm. done um we like we always like to see different ways that people are using screencasting and podcasting in their courses mm -hmm. um we you know we like i said there's various faculty out there we know are using it and they're, they're right. just coming up with great ideas and we'd like to see more so context contact us about that or contact us about any any thoughts questions you mm -hmm. have um it, even if you have an idea for something 
something to talk about on the show, we'd love to hear your ideas. And you can do that all at techheads.com. That's T-E-C-H-H-E-D-S.com. And not only can you contact us there, you can find all our old episodes there in true podcast format, <laughs> um, as well as all the show notes, all the links, everything yep. we talk about. It's all it's all right there within the website. So so check it out. That again, that's techheads.com. You've got T- 76 episodes to download 76, and listen to us. 76 evergreen episodes there for yes. you to listen to. Um, and this is um, going to end our show today as we begin the countdown to Anna's last show, at least here on the <laughs> campus. Unless we can get her to come out and visit every once in a while. So. Or you guys can come <laughs> and visit me. Well, Even better. We may do that as well. So you can also follow us on uh, Twitter, right? You see Denver? Oh, uh, so actually, no. See you online. See you online. Yes. Uh, Facebook is UC Denver. Correct. And YouTube, we have a bunch of videos on there. So yeah. you can always do a search for See You Online. Do a search UC for Denver. See You Online, um, UC Denver video. Uh, do a search. You'll find all our content up there. In fact, we just wrapped up our symposium a couple of weeks ago. We did an episode on that. We should yes. be finalizing the content for that. So most of that will be up online as well right. that you can view um, just by doing a search on our site. And all our, all our symposium sessions will be up there. So, yeah, that's pretty exciting. Mm-hmm. So. Well, I appreciate everyone listening for this episode. Yep. And we'll see you next we week. Okay. Bye. Ciao.